0: God bless you guys i'm so glad you all are here tonight colossians chapter one been taking our time kind of hanging out here in colossians chapter one because the word of god how many people know the word of god is the only thing that can change us well not all at once come on i said the word of god is the only thing that can change us you guys got to help me i preached a 9 a.m service this morning that crowd was a little rough on me amen i felt like i was preaching the city morgue come on somebody That's a joke. If you're part of the 9 a.m. service, sorry, but it's true. Amen. (laughs) No, I said the word of God is the only thing that can change us. Come on. The word of God is the only thing that can change the situation. The word of God is the only thing that can heal your body. The word of God is the only thing, watch this, in your life that can make a difference. Oh, man. Why? Because the Bible says that the word of God accomplishes that which he's purposed for it to do. How many people know the word of God has a mission? I said the word of God has a mission. And he said it would accomplish that which he's purposed it to do. He said in Jeremiah chapter one and verse 12 that he's watching over his word to perform it in the lives of his children. Amen. I said, "Amen." amen. Come on, somebody. He's watching over his word to perform it in the lives of his children. In other words, it's like money in the bank. I said, it's like money in the bank. And I would propose to you, which you hear me say quite a bit, but we're not waiting on God as much as God's waiting on us. I said, we're not waiting on God as much as God's waiting on us. I meet a lot lot of believers, and they say, well, I've been praying about the same thing for 20 years. I say, why? Why? Come on, somebody. If he's already spoken it, will he also not perform it? Hello, Jeremiah. I said has he not spoken it? Will he also not perform it? Come on, somebody. We're not waiting on God to do something. God's waiting on us. God's waiting for you to put your faith to work. Faith always works when you put faith to work. Hey, I said faith always works when you put faith to work. That's why the Bible says faith without works is dead, but the actual translation reads like this, faith without corresponding action. Not all at once upstairs. Faith without corresponding action. Amen? is dead. In other words, you and I have to put action to our faith. I said, you and I have to put action to our faith. Amen? You know what I found out? The Lord's used us tremendously in signs, wonders, and miracles. But what I found out is it wasn't so much that I was waiting on God to do something. He was waiting on me. I found out he was waiting on me to believe him. He was waiting on me to lay hands on the sick. Come on, somebody. He gave us a part, two parts every miracle. Hello, two parts every miracle, God's part and our part. I know human responsibility is not preached too often nowadays. I'm one of those preachers who preaches it all the time, amen? Because the truth is, oh man, y'all still love me? I said the truth is, it's not so much that you were born on the wrong side of the tracks or born on the wrong side of the spoon or you don't have enough education or you're too fat or you're too stupid or you're the wrong size or you're the wrong weight or wrong whatever. No, 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 the truth is this, you're making excuses for why you can't do the thing God's called you to do. Woo, baby not all at once. Come on, somebody. I said, you're making excuses for why you can't do the thing that God has called you to do. I use my great-grandfather as an example quite a bit. He's in heaven today, amen? Richard Clark, he was a cowboy. I think I inherited some of his traits, amen? Just a little bit. Watch this. He only had a third-grade education, he could have made excuses his whole life why he couldn't get ahead, why he couldn't do things. But the truth is, as a young man, he got born again, amen, and got the word of God deep down in him and began to latch a hold of this thing, the word of faith, and began to speak the word of God and believe God that it's God, amen, that brings the increase. It's God that will give you dreams, inventions, business ideas. Come on, somebody. It's God that wants to willow and work in your life. Well, he caught a hold of this thing and held on to it like a bulldog, amen, and began to put the word of God to work. Well, watch this, just as an example. He ended out his life very financially strong. Very, I mean, extremely financially strong. You know why? Because he didn't make excuses for what he didn't have. He didn't make excuses for why he couldn't do something. The problem is nowadays is everybody makes an excuse for why they can't do something. They want to push their human responsibility on everybody else. You don't believe me? Turn on any of the fake news networks. That's not a political statement. That's the truth. Come on, somebody. No matter who's in the administration now, it's the last guy's fault. Come on. And after the next guy gets there, it'll be the last guy's fault. And always trying to pass the buck rather than doing the responsibility for the job they were entrusted to do. Say amen, say ouch, but it's truthful. Amen? And the truth is, we ought to be people who take responsibility for things. People say all the time, well, I'm just praying God to do something about that. What if God called you to do something about that? What if God's waiting on you to do something about it? What if God's waiting to deal with, come on, Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror? Come on, I know some of y'all know that song. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to make a change, right? Don't make me sing this thing, I can't get up that high. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look in the mirror and make a, I know some of y'all know that song, come on, don't get all religious on me in this place. That's better theology than some of the songs that are on K-Love, amen? Why? Because it's truthful. It's, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. If I want to see a difference in this world, it's not my job to look down my nose on other people. Ooh, not all at once. It's not my job to say, well, look at their faults, look at their flaws. Look, everybody's got hurts, everybody's got habits, everybody's got hang-ups. Thank God for Jesus if it was not for the grace or the mercy of God, no matter how good you might think you are, no matter how parochial you might think you are, you could never ascend to God. But thank God, Christianity is different than every other religion and where God came down to us. I said, that's the difference in our religion and any other world religion. Every other world religion, you got to reach up and try and obtain God somehow. And somehow if you're good enough or, you know, you might get to heaven, or 70 virgins in one religion. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. But the truth is, we serve the God who came down to us. We serve the God who descended down to his people. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. Come on, somebody. 33 years old, he willingly laid down his life for you and for me. This is the gospel in a nutshell. Come on, somebody. He was beaten. He was bruised. The Bible said they punched him with a closed fist. They ripped his beard out. He took the cat of nine tails on his back. He publicly carried a cross. Why? For you and for me. Come on, somebody. And he hung on that cross before all of humanity publicly to let people know, yeah, let's say give God some praise. To let people know, watch this, that while he was on the cross, you were on his mind. And then thank God he borrowed a tomb, amen? You know why he didn't buy a tomb? Because he was a Jewish guy. Some of y'all get that on the way home. Come on, somebody. Because no Jewish person spends money on something they don't need to, amen? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? I told the crowd this morning, I I told them, I I got a good deal on something, but I'm entitled to good deals. I serve a Jewish God. Come on, somebody somebody give god praise for that amen but three days later come on somebody he descended into the bowels of the earth and i like to see picture it in my mind there was demons bouncing off the walls in hell come on somebody they realized they made a mistake he was kicking some red tail down there can i get a witness might not be in your translation, this is my translation. Come on, somebody. Three days later, he kicks the in on a borrowed tomb. And the Bible tells he is risen. Yes, he is risen indeed. And now he sits enthroned forevermore at the right hand of God the Father. The Bible says, forever make an intercession for you and I. That's a good place to give God praise. Amen. That's the God you and I serve. Somebody say that's the God I serve. So we left off here last week. I'm just going to recap a little bit and then we'll move forward. We were in Colossians chapter 1. We looked at verse 11 last week where it says, we pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might. In other words, I told you last week that God is the one who is strengthening you. God's the one who's called you. God's the one who's equipping you. Come on, somebody. But God's the one ultimately who's strengthening you. Thank God we don't have to do this thing in our own strength. I said, thank God we don't have to do this thing in our own strength. Come on somebody, we're doing it according to his power that's at work within you and I. It's his strength that's at work. Come on somebody, had it not been for the mercy and the grace of God, you and I wouldn't be able to do this thing. I said, you and I wouldn't be able to do this. But thank God for the blood of Jesus, the Bible said that made a way where there is no way. Come on, we just sang it a few minutes ago. Kava led us in one of my favorite newer songs talking about my Jesus. There ain't no sinner he can't save. Come on, he makes a way where there ain't no way. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. So the Bible, I told you last week, we were being strengthened according to his might. Now, I, I proposed this to you last week. How much power does God have? Now, how much power does God have? Now, if God has all the power, how much does that leave for the devil? Ooh, not all at once. I said, now, if God has all the power, how much does that leave for the devil? None, only what we give him. Ooh, come on. I said, only what we give him. I preached to the early crowd this morning and told them, look, the battle is won or lost right here. I said, the battle is won or lost right here. If nothing else over the last year and a half plus, what we've seen is we've seen really truthfully a play on people's minds. We've seen literally, and I'm not saying there's not a virus right now. Don't get crazy on me. What I am saying is this, that we've literally seen it communicated over and over and over again. And what I see more than anything is people are mentally worn down. I said, Christians are mentally worn down. And I told you this this morning, if you were with us, that if they can divide the church, they can divide the world. If the devil can divide the church, it can divide the world. We look at, you know, as Pentecostal people, we look at Acts chapter 2, and what does the Bible say? They were all gathered together in one place. In other words, a spirit of unity, because when there's a spirit of unity, that's where God can move. But where there's discord amongst the brethren, God has a hard time moving. So if. The powers that be can divide the body of Christ. Therefore, they can divide the world. Because what we ultimately permit in the earth is what happens. Jesus said that. He said, what you bind on earth is bound from heaven. What you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. Come on, somebody. I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm not a negative news kind of guy. I'm a positive and upbeat kind of guy. Amen? In fact, if you're negative, you probably won't like me. (laughs) Sorry, but it's truthful. But I would tell you this. I'd propose this to you. If the church stood up 50 years ago there wouldn't be abortion today if the church stood up 30 years ago come on because ultimately the church has laid silent for so many years they've permitted everything to go on that goes on in the world and if we've learned anything in the last year and a half i would say this to you as a believer how much more are you going to allow to be taken from you how much more are you going to allow to be taken from you i'm not talking about doing some rogue thing or acting crazy or anything else that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is this you have god-given rights Oh, not all at once. Come on. I said, you have inalienable rights as an American citizen. Amen? But we have God-given rights. But the truth is, how many churches backed down as soon as this thing started? Now, I would say this even if my dad wasn't here tonight, but my dad's here tonight. And I, I'd take it a step further while, while I'm on the vein. It's an honor to work with family, especially in ministry. Amen? Do we disagree sometimes? Sure. I'm usually right. He's wrong. But amen. We, no, I'm I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But I look at this my grandfather. He's not here tonight. God bless him I talked to him earlier has been in full-time ministry 71 years. He'll be 91 years old this week That's a good place to give God praise. Amen And now my dad added a long time Blessing of God upon him and now here we are and if the Lord should tarry, I know my daughter's right after it already because she turns everything into a microphone in the house she has me put worship music on the TV she lines up the stuffed animals and grabs whatever she can grab and sings to them. Amen. Preaches to them. I even think she gives an altar call. And I know she's a dross because she takes an offering too. Amen. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. If you don't like to laugh, this is not the church for you. Amen. The Bible says God sits in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. The Bible says in his presence there's fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. I like to laugh. Amen. Anybody else that likes to laugh, just likes to enjoy themselves? Amen. So I would tell you this. If God has all the power, that leaves none for the devil. Amen. Move along quickly before I preach at you again. So according to his glorious might, to obtain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. I told you this last week, that endurance and patience are the power twins of faith. I said endurance and patience are the power twins of faith. Amen? Watch this. And you got to keep your joy up. I said you got to keep your joy up. If I've seen anything in the last year and a half, I've seen now more than ever, people are more, more depressed than they've ever been. Come on. I said, people are now more depressed than they've ever been. It's like there's a total depletion of joy in this whole entire country. But the Bible says happy are the people who are the Lord's, amen? We ought to be people that are full of joy, why? Because we have the hope of glory living on the inside of us. If Christ lives in you, you have the Word of God, you've been empowered by the Spirit of God, you've been given the mind of Christ, we ought to be the most joyful people on the planet. Virus or no virus, vaccine or no vaccine, mask or no mask, I would tell you this, don't let the devil steal your joy because once he gets your joy, if he can deplete your joy, he can get you distracted. Well, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. I said, if he can get your joy depleted, then he can get you distracted. Because the truth about the devil is this. If he can't get you defeated, he'll try and get you distracted. And distraction will ultimately lead to your defeat. Oh, come on. I said, distraction will ultimately lead to your defeat. What happened this whole last year and a half is this. he's Truthfully, even the body of Christ has gotten divided. You don't believe me? Go on socialism media. Amen? Oh, I said that wrong. Social media. That was for free. Christians going at it over shot or no shot, mask or no mask. Look, who cares? And you know what I found out? Everybody's an expert on what they believe. Come on. that's not political. This is truthful. You don't believe me, go on Facebook, just disagree with somebody. You're the village idiot, and they're the expert, amen? Everybody's an expert on what they believe when the truth is this. Opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got them, and most of them stink, Amen? It's okay to laugh. That was a joke. The jokes will get better when the pay gets better. Amen? Come on, somebody. Look, I'm being truthful. If we're not careful, watch this. We get into arguments about trivial things, and our joy gets depleted. And the truth is, when your joy gets depleted, you get distracted. And when you're distracted, the enemy can come in like a flood and get you defeated. Amen? But I'm telling you, if you keep your joy up, even when you don't feel like it, even when things aren't looking so good, it's why the apostle Paul said, my brethren, count it all joy when you come into various trials and tribulations. Oh, I don't like trials, I don't like tribulations, neither do I, come on somebody, get on my boat. But what I'm telling you is this, if you don't get your joy down, the devil can't defeat you. Just keep your joy up. The Bible says, sing for joy. Sometimes you just gotta open your mouth and begin to sing, amen? Even if you're not a good singer, like myself. Sometimes I'll just open my mouth up, walk around the house. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Why? Because I begin to think about how mighty my God is, how great my God is. After all, he is the wonder-working God. Come on, somebody. Like the Bible says in Job 5 and 9, if I was you, I would take my case and plead it before God. After all, he is the famous one for working unexpected acts, countless miracles. There's no end to his surprises for his children. That's Job 5 and 9 in the message. You ought to write that one down. What I'm telling you is if you can keep your joy up, you'll never get defeated. I'm not telling you you won't have trouble. The Bible says in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world, John 16, The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. Last I checked, all still means all. If you don't let your joy get depleted, you'll never be defeated. Come on, you ought to tell your devil, you ought to tell the devil, you'll never deplete my joy, therefore you can't defeat me. Amen. So patience and endurance, the power of twins of faith. I'm just recapping from last week with joy. Now, verse 12 says this, giving thanks to the Father. I would say this, praise and thanksgiving is the gateway to miracles. Oh, man. Praise and thanksgiving is the gateway to miracles. I challenged the crowd this morning and left the message off with this. I said, I want to challenge you. We'll start with a week, but I want you to do 30 days minimum. Every, and I preached out of Colossians 3.1 this morning. But I said every day to meditate on that scripture, amen? And then I want you to write down everything you're thankful for. I'm serious, take a couple minutes, write down what you're thankful for. And then, here's the real kicker. Anybody could do that. The real kicker is this, Marcia. And then every time you go to complain this week, or every time you have a thought of complaining, zip it up. Instead, when you're about to complain, catch yourself and give God thanks for something and give God praise for something. And you don't see, tell me, you won't see how within a week things begin to turn around in your life. Prayers you haven't had answered and seem like took like forever will get answered just like that. Why? Because you put on the attitude of gratitude. You put on the attitude of thanksgiving and praise to God. And here's what I know. God is attracted to praise. I said God is attracted to praise. You know what God's not attracted to? Complaining. Neither am I while we're on the vein. God's not moved by tears. God's not moved by shouting and clapping and dancing. You might know the Pentecostal two-step, but that's not what moves God. Amen? The only thing that moves God is faith in him. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. But watch this. Faith and praise go hand in hand. I said faith and praise go hand in hand. When you just begin to start going through something, you say, God, I thank you. You're bringing me out the other side. God, I thank you I have peace. I have joy, unexplainable joy. Come on, somebody. God, I thank you that those things are going on around me. I told you last week, I'm not letting it get in me. Though there might be stuff going on around me, if it doesn't get in me, it can't poison my well. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to let it get in me. It might be in everybody else. It might be, you know, they might be contagious with the fear flu. They might be contagious with negative news. They might be contagious with whatever it might be. But I'm contagious with faith. Come on, somebody. I've tested positive for faith. I've tested positive for praise to God, thanksgiving to God. That's a good place to give God some praise. Why? Because your mouth will be a magnet to attract miracles. I said, your mouth will be a magnet to attract miracles. You don't like what you see in life, change your confession. Oh boy. I said, you don't like what you see in life, you ought to change your confession. Because ultimately, what you say is what you'll have. I said, what you say is what you'll have. You gotta learn how to talk faith over bad situations. I told the crowd this this morning, but I'll throw it in for free here tonight. You ought to practice selective hearing too. Lady said, oh, not my husband. He already has that one, amen? Had a lady come through the prayer line one time and say, God was opening a lot of deaf ears and blind eyes and that. She said, play for my husband, he's deaf. He pulled me aside. I'm not deaf, I just don't listen to her. I said, Lord, take the stupidity off my brother. Amen. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Jesus practiced selective hearing. Ooh, I knew it'd get quiet there jesus practiced selective hearing in mark chapter 5 we have the story of jairus how many people are familiar with the story and jairus's child has died and jesus is on his way with jairus for a miracle he comes to the house and they tell him don't bother teach her anymore your little daughter's dead the whole thing you guys know the story here mark chapter 5. watch this jesus gets to the door and jesus said she ain't dead she's asleep and the bible says they laughed at jesus Let me help you out. Don't ever laugh at God. I said, don't ever laugh at God. You ought to laugh at your enemies. I said, you ought to laugh at your enemies because that's what God does. But you don't laugh at God. Why? Because the Bible says this, Jesus overhearing what they said. Selective hearing will help you in the fight of faith. Faith you got to learn how to turn out the voices of doubt and unbelief. And when you're walking through negative situations and dealing with negative people, come on, somebody, maybe it's Monday morning and you think you work for the devil, but it's not really the devil. It's the devil's little brother that's known as your boss. Amen. You need to practice selective hearing because if you're not careful, what you hear gets on the inside of you. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing that by hearing the word of God. If we're not careful, what we're tuned into, what we're listening to ultimately gets on the inside of us. Come on, somebody. And then the Bible says, out oh, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. So in other words, what you see on the outside is just a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. Come on, you know this thing. I said, what's going on on the outside is just a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside of people. And the truth is, if somebody's negative on the outside, I promise they're negative on the inside. Oh, come on. Somebody's on, eh, it's Monday. Here comes Tuesday. Now it's hump day. I was never taught hump day in school. We were taught Wednesday, amen? Now <laughs> well, Thursday, I'm just working for the weekend. Oh, thank TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I can't wait till Saturday, and I hope the preacher doesn't go too long on Sunday. That younger one's kind of long-winded. My God, just get on with it already. This is how people talk, come on. And if we're not careful as believers, we end up speaking just like everybody else in the world. Come on. The people of the world say, I'm just working for the weekend. People who have been redeemed by God should say like this, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Come on, somebody. My life's getting better and better and better. Things are working in my favor. You begin to confess the Word of God over your life. You want a scripture for that? Proverbs chapter 4, the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter day by day until the full coming of dawn. You know what I found out is goodness and mercy are still following me, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day you want to call it, as long as there's days on the earth, the Bible says as long as there's summer and winter, seed time and harvest shall endure. That's Genesis 22 what I find out is this that goodness and mercy are still following me in fact they're chasing me and chasing you all the days of our life we're not waiting on God God's waiting on us come on somebody give God some praise <laughs> so the apostle writes us here he says giving thanks to the father for what who has qualified us man if I stopped right there that's more than enough Wrap your head around that. The one who spoke this thing into existence has qualified you. The one who spoke this thing into being. Come on, somebody. First page of the Bible. The earth was out firm and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. And God said. And how many people know when God said something, things take place? I said, when God speaks a thing, it has to come to pass. Come on, I'm trying to help your faith here a minute. When God speaks a thing, it must come to pass. It's got no, it don't matter if the biggest mountain of Mount Rushmore is standing in front of you. He said he'll move the mountain into the sea. Come on, somebody. If God speaks a word and declares a thing, it's coming to pass in your life, in my life. Things are turning around working in your favor. Why? Because the creators of the heavens and the creators of the earth has qualified you to share in this thing. It don't matter if everybody else has disqualified you. It doesn't matter who's talking about you, who's trying to tear you down, beat you up. It don't make a difference. The devil himself self could be knocking at your door. At the end of the day, God, the one who created the heavens and the earth is the one who has qualified you to share in this thing. That's a good place to give God some praise. In fact, I give you a challenge. Every day you wake up this week, just thank God out of your mouth. Say, God, I want to thank you for qualifying me. God, everybody else might have walked out on me. My situation might be the worst we've ever seen. But thank God you're the one who's qualified me. Come on, somebody. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Last I checked. Come on, somebody. If God be with you, who could be against you? He who began a good work in you, Philippians 1.6, is faithful to bring it to a day of completion. What God starts, God finishes. It's up to you and I to give him praise. God, I believe you're working through this mess. God, I believe you're working in my life. God, the doctor said cancer. But I believe you're greater than cancer I can say that because i've laid hands on probably thousands of people at this point But i've seen countless people healed of stage four cancer countless people get up out of wheelchairs countless people with blind eyes open And deaf ears open I know in whom I have believed and i'm fully persuaded that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do All we have to do is get our faith up and believe god and begin to praise him like it's a done deal When we start believing Like we've already received Because the truth is, the day Jesus shed his blood on that cross, you already received. I said, the day that Jesus shed his blood for you and for me is the day you already received. Well, I'm just waiting for God to do something about the devil. He's already done everything about the devil he's going to do. Colossians 2 tells us he made a public show of him openly by defeating him when he shed his blood on that cross Come on somebody when Jesus shed his blood God did everything he's gonna do about the devil He once and for all disarmed him of all power and all authority And he said I even I am he that holds the keys to death hell and the grave That's a good place if that's the God you serve to give God some praise come on I know it's warm in here on a Sunday night in Honesdale, but he's the one who's qualified you Amen Come on. Amen Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance. Whoa, come on, somebody. There's an inheritance. Look, your neighbor said, there's an inheritance. Now, I found this out. Where there's a will, there's a relative. Amen? No, I'm teasing. Look, he's qualified you to share in some things. I said to share in some things. Watch this. When Jesus shed his blood, he once and for all defeated sin and death. I said once and for all defeated sin and death. You could be sure beyond a shadow of a doubt when we close this sermon out tonight in a few minutes that if you'll make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, here, when you draw your final breath, you will spend eternity with him. Why? Because he shed his blood and once and for all defeated sin and death. Amen? I'll take it a step further. He once and all defeated sickness and disease. I said he once and all defeated sickness and disease. Some of you all know me. know you'll never talk me off the train. That it's not God's will to heal every single person. Why? Because I've seen God heal people so many times. I've seen God heal stage four. You name it. We've seen God take care of it. Amen. My sister is sitting over here. Just a, right. Just a couple of weeks ago, she stood in faith. For it was your sister. Your sister's husband. He's not a believer. Stage four cancer I said God's gonna remove that cancer out of his body He'll be cancer free and you can let him know it's from the one true living God has assigned to him that he's the one living God She came in two weeks later. She said, guess what? There's no more cancer in his body. I've seen my God do it again. I said, that's Christ the healer at it one more time. Come on, somebody. He's still healing cancer. He's still removing disease, tumors, diabetes. It don't make a difference. If it has a name, it must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Amen. Last I checked, everything that's named in heaven, on earth, and under the earth must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Am I some great healer? By no means. I just believe what he said. He just makes me look good. Amen. Why? Because when you start seeing stage four cancer disappear, you start laying hands on blind eyes, like when I preached in other crowds and different things, and blind eyes pop wide open, you can't say, well, I think they faked that. Well, maybe it was just by chance. No, no, God is still willing to heal people's bodies. The Bible says he sent his word and healed us. David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. There's benefits to serving God. I said, there's benefits to serving God. David said, who heals all my disease and forgives all my sin. He wants it for all, defeated sin and death. He wants it for all, defeated sickness and disease. And I'll take a step further. He wants and all, defeated poverty and lack. Ooh, I know that's the hard one to get people to believe. But the truth is God, once and for all, has redeemed us, as Galatians says, from all the curse of the law. I said, from all the curse of the law. Now, let me answer me this real quick. i help you. In the Garden of Eden, was there any sickness and disease? Was there any poverty and lack? Was there any sin and death? No, not until we permitted it. I said not until we permitted it. But thanks be to God, we have an advocate named Christ Jesus who shed his blood on our behalf. Come on, somebody, and redeemed us from all the curse of the law. What I'm telling you is we ought to be people that have praise in our mouth and thanksgiving that Jesus did it for us, that God qualified us to share in this inheritance. Come on, somebody. I'll read it in a minute. But he transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous son, the kingdom of light. You're not under the authority of this earth anymore. I'll go a step further. This earth is under your authority. Come on. I says this earth is under your authority. The Bible says you've been made in the image and the likeness of God. I love Psalm chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8 says it like this. Who is man that you're mindful of him? The son of man that you visiteth with him. And then God goes on to tell him. Oh, man, I love that. God says, let me tell you who he is. Let me tell you who they are. I've made him just a little lower than myself. I've given them dominion and authority over all the works of my hand, over everything that's been created. Come on, somebody. So wait a minute. If God gave you dominion and authority, hello, why are you sitting back and just letting things take place in your life? I said, why are you just sitting back and letting things take place in your life? Stop being a victim of your circumstance and start being a victor over circumstances. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from a place of victory. Jesus already paid it all. It's time to just start walking out and picking up what he paid for. I've said it before, I'll say it again, some of y'all go to Walmart up here, or whatever they have here in town, Super Dave's I guess, and if you got $99 worth of groceries, and you paid for 99, but only walked out with $97 worth, you'd go in there like a bat out of Hades, amen? I've seen some of y'all, so don't act like it's not true. You go in there, go up and down that cashier over a ring of bananas she forgot to put in your basket. Come on, am I telling the truth? Why, because you paid for those bananas. I said, because you paid for those bananas. When are believers going to start picking up what Jesus paid for? When are we going to start believing God and faith and say, no, if Jesus paid for it, I'm going to draw a line in the sand right here, devil. Enough is enough. You're not going to have my children. My children might look like they're on drugs today, but thanks be to God, I'm confessing that I see them leading worship. I see them with their hands lifted and giving God praise. Come on. So, but that's how faith speaks the desired end result. I said, faith speaks the desired end result well the doctor said it's terminal terminal for who i'm not against doctors one of my closest friends a medical doctor i believe this that doctors fight the same devil in hell we do as sickness and disease i'm not anti-doctor but what i am telling you is this that you serve the ultimate physician i said you serve the ultimate physician the one whose name is still jehovah Rapha, my god who heals thee of every sickness and every manner of disease come on that's a good place to give god some praise I can't think of a miracle I haven't seen God do I was trying to think at this the other day in the in the realm of sickness and disease and in fact there's a scripture in Exodus 23 it says this I'll bless, I'll bless your bread I'll bless your water I'll take sickness and disease away from the very midst of you and then he goes on to say this my wife and I stood on this one before and there won't be one barren womb among you oh man am I telling the truth ask them they were never supposed to have a child they got a baby holding right there in Stan's arms. Amen? Don't tell me what God can't do. Right? Didn't I tell you you were going to have a kid? Why? Because I felt the Holy Spirit say that thing. I said, and I told you that. I said, stand on that scripture. He'll bless your bread. He'll bless your water. He'll take sickness and disease away from the very midst of you, and there won't be one bearing womb among you. That's the God you serve. If he said it, he's going to perform it. He's still the same God that turned the Red Sea into a highway. Come on, somebody. He's still the same God that called David to slay Goliath. He's still the same God that when Daniel was in the lion's then shut the mouths of lions. He's still the same God when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow their knee to some tyrant that they got thrown in the fiery furnace, they said, it looks like there's a another one in the furnace with them. In fact, not only one hair on their head was singed. they didn't even smell like smoke. Why? Because he's still the same miracle-working, wonder-working God, and that's the God who has qualified you tonight. You ought to give him some praise if that's the God that's living on the inside of you, if that's the God that's making a way where there is no way. Come on, somebody. That's the God you serve. I had somebody ask me one time, what's the secret? I said, what secret? The secret to what you do i said you're not gonna believe it oh tell us i said just brag on god till he shows up you know what i found out i'll just keep bragging on him and he'll just keep performing i'll just keep bragging on god and he'll show up you know what i found out i read the book of psalms and what i found out is that's what david did you realize david leveraged praise to get god to perform miracles how about this he'd be out there praising god and say oh god If my enemies kill me, then who's gonna praise you? Come on, think about this. Oh God. If they kill me, who's gonna give you the high praise? And you get God to show up on his behalf. You know why? Because what you say is what you'll have. David knew how to lift his hands and say, "I believe you're my rock and my redeemer. I believe I know in whom I have believed. Come on, somebody! I know you're my shelter and my fortress. I know though a thousand may fall on my right side, ten thousand on my left, it won't harm me or my household. I believe, Father. Come on, somebody! That those who endure to the end will be saved. God, I believe goodness and mercy are still following me. I believe you are my shepherd. Oh, I'm in the presence of my enemies. No, no, no! You'll prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You'll anoint my head with oil. My cup's gonna run over. What I found out is David learned how to leverage his praise to get God to work on his behalf why because God is willing to work God's not a socialist oh man that's political no it's truthful God's not a Republican believe it or not and God's not a Democrat either and thank God he's neither the two of those things amen oh boy I said God's not a Republican and God's not a Democrat God's not a discriminator. He don't care if you're black, white, blue, green. It don't make a difference to God because everybody is somebody to Jesus. Hear me now. I said everybody is somebody to Jesus. Everybody is somebody to Jesus. Don't matter if you're old or if you're young. I say this a lot, but I'll say it again. Look at Abraham. That morning came on him at 100 years old. Come on, somebody. Might have took a little Marvin Gaye on the radio too or something else, but Who knows? Abraham was able to have a child at 100 years old. How about when he was 85, the anointing of God came on him. He ran the length of New Jersey in one night. How about Noah building an ark in the middle of Iraq where it's never rained before and everybody else is mocking him? I can tell you right now, voices of doubt and unbelief will always mock you. That's not when you know you're on the right path to doing something great for God. But here's what I know, if God told you to do it, if God called you, that God will make a way. It doesn't matter who tries to stand in the way. You might be building a boat in the middle of Iraq where it's never rained before, but here's what I know. He's qualified you to do that thing. He's the one who's brought you that. He's strengthening you by his power, and if he spoke it, he's gonna perform it. Everybody was making fun of Noah. Even his kids are saying, "Dad, I, Mom, I think Dad lost it a little bit. Come on, somebody. Until the rain started coming down, and the floods start going up. You know the Sunday school song. And Thank God that God made a way of protection for his people. Hear me loud and clear. When you operate by faith, when you begin to praise God that he's the one who's qualified you, that he's the one who's made a way, God will always protect his people. I said, God will always protect his people. God's not going to get out there. You get out on faith, and God's going to let you get scorned or beat up or burned by the sun. No, no. Well, I'm in the desert. That's okay, too. He said, when you're in the desert, he'd cause rivers to burst forth. It don't matter what season you're in. It might be spring, summer, winter, and fall. There's only four seasons I know. Amen? You turn the news, there's all kinds of other seasons. We got flu season, we got COVID season, we got COVID-19, we're in Delta season now, we got riot season. I mean, you go right across the board. I don't think these people are too well-educated, amen? There's only four seasons, spring, summer, winter, and fall. But here's what I know. The Bible says the righteous will prosper in every season. Like a tree, like Psalm chapter one, like a tree planted by the river, his roots will never grow dry. He'll produce fruit in every season. You know what I found out? You serve a God who will cause you to produce fruit in every season. It don't matter what's going on around you, what's happening to the right or the left. He's the one who's qualified you. He's the one who's made a way where there is no way. And if you'll just step out in faith and begin to praise him with your mouth, you'll see a miracle Or Roberts used to say expect a miracle something good is gonna happen to you you turn on some Christian songs and good Lord it's just the opposite dents in their fenders or rips in their jeans and more it sounds like you know badness and calamity are knocking at their door last I checked goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life and I will somebody say I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever he's got angels on assignment and camped around you according to Psalm chapter 90 come on somebody he'll command his angels concerning you according to Psalm 91 I can go on and on about the plans God has for your life but he is the one somebody say he's the one who's qualified me qualified you and you ought to just take 10 seconds to give God some praise Remember to clap those hands open that mouth do whatever you gotta do and begin to thank God that he's the one who's qualified you amen I said, amen. Worship team, you can come back. I'm landing in the plane. And no, it's not my plane. By the way, if anybody knows where my plane is, I'll gladly receive it, amen. For some of y'all, that's a joke. I found out on Facebook last year that I apparently have a $3.8 million home up here somewhere. Anybody else knows where that is too, I'll gladly take it, amen. A fleet of jets and a fleet of exotic cars. So if anybody knows where those are, I tried to report a theft report. They thought I was crazy, amen. But apparently there's 20." some hundred people on Facebook that thought differently. So if anybody knows where those things are, I'll gladly receive them. You can mail them right over here, 201 10th Street, Honesdale, never. Just having fun, amen? I said amen? Amen. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints, God's people in the light, amen? Let me read you one more verse and I'll land a plane, I promise. Verse verse 13, for he has rescued us, come on, he has rescued us, and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Thank God he made a way where there was no way. I said, thank God he made a way where there was no way. You serve a God, let me help you here quickly. You could never be parochial enough. Your good deeds couldn't save you. Should you do good deeds? Absolutely. You should be a good person. You should do good things. But that's not what saves you. It's faith in Christ alone that saves. It's by the shed blood of Jesus alone that saves. My father's a preacher. I'd split hell wide open had it not been for Jesus. Come on. And do a pretty good job at it too. Amen. I'd split hell wide open had it not been for the blood of Jesus, and so would you. The Bible said we all fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says we've all gone astray. We're all born in sin, but thank God there is a way out of that. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's 1 John 1, 9. That Jesus, when he hung on that tree, turn that piano down a little bit. Jesus, when he hung on that tree, shed his blood for you and I. I said he shed his blood for you and I. He qualified us, he not only qualified us, he himself transferred us. He transferred us, he did the work. All you gotta do is believe him in faith. Sounds too good to be true, it is. But thank God he made this thing easy. Preachers have done a royal job at screwing this thing up for generations. The gospel's not complicated, it's simplistic. Billy Graham used to say, I study to be simple. Look how many people he led to the Lord. Probably one of the greatest soul winners that ever lived, amen? I said, amen. How do I do this, Tyler? Very simply, by putting your faith in Christ alone. Let me help you here a minute. You tried putting your faith in everything else, how'd that work out for you? You sure can't put your faith in the White House or the Crack House for that matter, Amen. Or the penthouse, or any other house. There's only one place you could put your faith. It's in Christ alone. You thought you had your faith in the, in the stock market till 2008, 2009 hit. Come on, to the financial systems of this world were shaken. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all got stung on that deal, amen. I'm not saying you shouldn't invest. You should invest, amen. You should give to God and you should invest. That's my kid just saying, amen. Don't worry about it. He knows Dad likes crypto and stocks and <laughs> the. Oh no, it's yours, Stan. Okay. <laughs> Our kids go in harmony together, amen I don't mind hearing a kid cry when I preach Some people do, I don't You know why? Especially for them Because they weren't supposed to have a kid So every time I hear that kid cry It's just like laughing in the devil's face Carolyn and I weren't supposed to have children Times two Another couple, they're not here tonight Tim and Carol, we laid hands on them 98% 98% chance they'd never have children, even with in vitro and all that type of stuff. Those people, every time you turn around, she's pregnant. Amen. They got the anointing increase on mama's belly there. Amen. Why? Because he said he would do it. I said he said he would do it. Why do you say stuff like that? Because I love rubbing it right in the devil's face. He thought he'd discourage that young couple. Now they hold a precious child in their hands. Come on. Blessing of God in their hands. Amen. Hey, Tell me what my god can't do i said don't tell me what my god can't do every head bowed every eye closed maybe you don't know my jesus i'll leave this off right here he has rescued us has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son every head bowed every eye closed maybe you don't know my jesus tonight's your night you're not here by accident you're here by divine appointment there's no such thing as accidents with God. God makes divine appointments, amen? In fact, God knew before he laid the foundations of the earth that you'd be sitting at 201 10th Street, Honesdale, Pennsylvania at almost 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. Why? Because God had a plan by the power of his Holy Spirit to save your soul. You might be watching on the other side of that camera. If you're watching me on television, it's probably 5.30, 6 in the morning. It's actually almost 8 o'clock the night here in Honesdale. I usually don't look this good at 5.30 in the morning, amen. But this is what they call, dad likes to call, spiritual awakening. You didn't turn on this channel on Fox television by accident. You're on this channel by divine appointment. Hear me loud and clear. God has an appointment to save you, sir. Save you, ma'am. Give your heart to him while there's still time. There's no greater decision you'll ever make in this life than make a decision to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, podcast. Instagram, Twitter, we do all kinds of stuff. We do everything we can to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? The apostle Paul said, I've become all things to all people that I might save some. There's never a greater decision you'll ever make in your life than to make a decision to serve Jesus Christ. If you put God first, you'll never be last. How do I do it? Preacher, very simply, every head bowed, every eye closed. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, If you would believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, Thou shall be saved. It's that simple that you believe in your heart that God sent his only son to die for your sin. That God raised his only son from the dead and then confess with your mouth, I am saved. God, I do believe you are who you say you are. You did what you said you were going to do. God, I believe you saved my soul because of what Jesus has done for me. I'm going to ask everybody to repeat this prayer after me. It's not a prayer that saves you. It's faith in Christ alone. It's not the words you say, but it's that you mean it with your heart and confess it with your mouth. And the Bible says, thou shall be saved. Yeah, preacher, you don't know what I've done. I don't, and I don't care to know. God says, the Bible says that God removes your sins as far as the east is from the west. He throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. He forgives all your sins past present and future. When God looks at you, he doesn't see rank sinner. He sees child of God. He sees the righteousness of God. Why? Because Jesus shed his blood for you to become a son and a daughter of God. You can't be too young, too old to receive salvation. It doesn't make a difference. As long as there's breath in your lungs, there's hope for you. I ask everybody to repeat this prayer if you're watching on television or whatever medium you're listening to this on. You can repeat this prayer with us too. It's that you mean it in faith. Pray with me. Say, Dear Jesus, Come on. Dear Jesus, I realize that I was born in sin, that I am a sinner, but that you sent your son to die for me. I receive salvation. I receive this free gift. I am saved. When I die, I will go to heaven. My name is now recorded in the Lamb's book of life. Heaven is my home. I receive everything Jesus paid for. Jesus died to save my soul. I'm redeemed. I'm saved. And Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost to live a victorious life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a mighty hand of praise in this place. Real quick, before I let you go. If you said that prayer, here's a couple things. Some of y'all know what I'm going to say. It's okay. Number one, go to church. Amen? I said amen? If you're watching on a live stream too and you're within driving distance, get your butt to church. Amen? Why? Because the Bible says in Hebrews 10.25, to not forsake the gathering of the brethren together as the day quickly approaches. And I promise you, just look at what's going on in Afghanistan. The day is quickly approaching. Amen? I said amen? So get to church hear me it doesn't have to be this church just make sure it's a church that teaches you all the gospel amen i said all the gospel know what they believe that they believe genesis to the maps amen and everything in between and they teach you the whole counsel the whole word of god amen i promise you this if you do come to this church you'll be taught the whole word of god i said amen i'll even tell you the things other people won't tell you believe it or not i have the intestinal fortitude to do that amen amen so go to church, number one. Number two, read your Bible. A great place to start is this book we're in tonight, Colossians. Just a couple of chapters. It's a great place to start. I'd encourage you to just go back and read it this week. Just say this, Holy Spirit, help me understand. If you need a Bible, hear me loud and clear. We'll give you a Bible free of charge. And if you're watching on television, probably giving out thousands of Bibles at this point. Write us, text us, call us, call the office. Don't send me a Facebook message. I'm horrible at Facebook messages. Amen. Call the office. I'll mail you a Bible. I'll personally pay the shipping and handling myself. That's how much I believe you should have the Word of God in your hands. Amen. This church is endeavoring, uh, partnering with the Fire Bible at the end of the year. We're working on getting a translation of the Bible together for a uh, tribe of people that doesn't have the Bible in their language yet. That's how much we believe in getting the Word of God in people's hands. Amen. Somebody say lastly the favorite part in church whenever the preacher says lastly amen (laughs) lastly pray every day oh i don't know how to pray just talk to god he already knows how you talk anyway amen might be with a new york accent new jersey accent it might be from the hills of pennsylvania It don't make a difference to god amen just talk to god very simply how do i pray just begin to thank god every day start there just say hey god i'm thankful for another day Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of yourself listening and tag us on social media, at Peckville Assembly of God. We'll see you next time. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.